Dear Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, oh God, for it is due you, oh God. We are most thankful and grateful for all that you've done, oh God. And Father, we are also thankful for the unexpected stops, for the detours of life-altering moments, oh God. For you said, in all things give thanks, oh God. And your word also states that all things work together for the good of them that love you, who are the called according to your purpose, oh God, for us, oh God. So we thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we love you, oh God. We love you with all our heart, oh God. These and all things, oh God, I ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Welcome to Stops Along the Journey. I am your host, Kelly Jackson. We are here where we are naked and unashamed. Masks are strictly prohibited. Transparency is the key to encourage, uplift, and inspire you. I want to welcome you guys to this month's episode. Uh, I'm kind of excited <laughs> about what we're going to talk about today with my, my buddy, my pal, uh, I call him Deacon Noop, uh, but his name is Donnie Shell, and we're going to talk about getting to after this, life after divorce. So welcome, Donnie. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's a Tuesday. Uh, still running busy, but, you know, got a lot of stuff going on, but happy to do this and um, excited. Wow. Yeah, I appreciate you. So go ahead and just introduce yourself. Tell, tell the people who you are. Uh, Donnie Shell Jr. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a South Carolina boy, born and, born and raised uh, from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Um, my family moved up this way um, in the mid-90s, uh, moved to Rock Hill. My dad, uh, who was a former uh, NFL player, and um, got a job with the uh, Panthers, and we moved to Rock Hill while he worked in Charlotte. So um, I still grew up in South Carolina. Um, I call Rock Hill my home. Um, as uh, my, my older sisters, they grew up more in Columbia. Um, I'm, I'm a Rock Hill boy uh, through and through. Um, so and, and I just uh, grew up from there, went to college, played a little football, did a little coaching, and um, now settled in Charlotte um, and had multiple jobs in the nonprofit uh, realm from the YMCA to Park and Rec to um, currently at Charlotte Rescue Mission where I'm the community engagement manager. I handle a lot of the volunteers, partnerships, and outreach for the organization. Okay. And I believe you all have a foundation. We you do. Want, want to we talk do. a little bit about that? We do. So um, I am, I'm privileged to be able to be the executive director of the Donna Shell Scholarship Foundation. Uh, what that means is that I try to uh, – get what my dad has in his head <laughs> and put it out on paper and, and um, we really what we what we started is to support the students at South Carolina State University by giving out gap scholarships so those scholarships are um, scholarships anywhere between 250 to two thousand dollars um, it's really that scholarship that helped with books and um, you know fees and those kind of things not a huge scholarship that can handle tuition but um, more so those things that students sometimes need just to fill that gap right um, so we've been doing that for seven years um, we're coming up on our uh, our sixth golf tournament. We have to skip a year because we skipped in at COVID. So okay. um, this is our seventh year doing the foundation, six year running our golf tournament um, that's been successful. We've uh, raised almost close to a quarter of a million dollars. Um, oh, with that's uh, awesome. And so that obviously goes back to some, goes back to operating the foundation, but we, we've given a lot of way to South Carolina mm -hmm. State as well as, um, you know, we're starting to get more in the community now. So we're starting to do some things in the Charlotte area um, and potentially in the Concord area as well. So okay. we're excited about that. That's awesome to hear. So I just want to throw that out there, you know, because 
I'm a huge Steelers fan. That's it. So, uh, you know, and my daddy, I'm really a Steelers fan because of my daddy. But his dad played for the Steelers. So, you know, <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege that's it. That's what I had to, say. to have this Shell. black in the gold. That's it, Donnie Shell Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's this is Donnie Shell Jr. So his dad was, you know, played for the best team in NFL. Now, you, you know, them Patriots yeah, might say something different, them. but, you know, we ain't, we ain't going to talk about them. We we definitely I'm already mad Tom Brady got his six ring. <laughs> That's all good. This is last year. So. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. So we are going to jump right on in here. So as you know, the title again is Getting to After This, Life After Divorce. Now when we hear the word divorce, we're like, oh God, oh wow. But I just want to ask you first, what does marriage mean to you? And then how did you view it growing up? Yeah. Um, you know, I look at marriage as like the ultimate partnership. Um, you know, it's, it's where a man and woman are coming together and they're really trying to blend their lives that they had separately and now learn a new way and learn each other as you still are changing in your life too. So it's, you now have, when you come into that union, you have yourself that you have and you've known yourself for how many years you've had, you've been on this earth. Um, now you have this whole other person that's come along and they have their own ways and what they do. And now you're coming together just to make a life together. And so um, that has its own uh, adventures as well as challenges as well. So um, how I view marriage is my parents have been married um, close to, they just celebrated 48 years of marriage. That is beautiful. Um, And so I've seen that my entire life. Um, I have two older sisters and myself is three of us. And we've seen our parents together um, our entire lives. And so... Um, growing up, I saw two people working together. Um, you know, my mom uh, wasn't; uh, she didn't have a job. She so she she was she her. Well, let me say, let me run this back. Yes, she back. had a job. Mm-hmm. Her job was to make sure that we were the best people we could be, um, and that was probably the most important thing she did. We would not be the people that we are if our mom was not in the house with us. Okay, so I. I Anybody that is a stay-at-home parent, because I know we have men and women that do that, um, I commend them for that because they really are taking a real responsibility um, to rear their children. Right. And so my mom has been um, the major of our family. She she um, you know speaks softly but carries a big stick. Let me oh. say that. Um, and, and, um, so mom didn't play. No, no, she no she she um you know now pops was the one is more disciplinarian, but she was like you're not gonna pull nothing no more. And I probably tried everything in the book. So. Um, but I saw them work together. You know, I saw them sit at the kitchen table and balance the checkbook. I saw them, you know, decide who's going to pick who up at this. And, how, uh, you know, I saw my dad, you know, get off work and come right to my football games and go to my sister's volleyball games. And so I've seen my parents pouring to us um, you know, in my entire life, my, my 37 years of life. And so they're still pouring into us to this day. Right. And so it's just uh, it's, it's a great example to kind of walk into. Well, that's beautiful. So now... Now that you've seen that, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to go, so being a Christian, yeah. right, and then being under the type of leadership that we're under uh, at Bethel Temple Faith Church and uh, Bishop uh, Bertram Hinton, you know, we all know how he feels about marriage. I mean, we know that that's his thing, you know. Right. I want to call it his thing, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's that's the foundation. Yeah. That's your standard right. about being married. So how did you feel when you realized divorce was inevitable yeah. for you? I, it was extremely uh, tough. I, I felt like I was, um, you know, disappointing a lot of people. 
um, because I knew what the standard, I know what the standard is and I know what the standard I had set for my life. Um, and that was a, that was a tough part, you know, of going through, you know, being, you almost feel like, you know, you heard the scarlet letter, you feel mm-hmm. like you got a big D on your right. back, <laughs> you know? Um, and so you feel like you're walking around with that, uh, for the rest of your life. And so, um, you know, what, the thing I love about Bishop is that he, uh, always makes himself available to be able to talk with the, any of our members, anybody who seeks his counsel exactly. um, to discuss what your situation is. Um, that we have standards at our church. That's just where we're at. Um, and I understand what those standards are. Um, but what I do appreciate is that we've talked through what this, what life after divorce, going through a divorce and, and after divorce looks like. Um, he's given me some great counsel on how to overcome that stigma that we like to put on people that's right. going through divorce. And so um, I would not be here without his guidance and his wisdom on how to be able to navigate some of this, uh, some of the things that I had to deal with on my own side um, to be able to, um, as I say, some people say, get back in the ring. Again. Right, so. right, right. So, you know, did you feel like, because um, I know you felt like you might have left your, let yourself down. Did you feel like you also let your parents down as well? You know, even, you know, what going on with the church. Yeah. But did you feel like since seeing your parents being together for 48 years and seeing how they worked together right. through all, you know, situations in life? Yeah. That, I mean, I think, you know, that was there was a part of the um, people that I felt like I left down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to be able to go to your parents and tell them what's going on and, you know, well, are you their their response to that? Are you okay? How you doing? We still love you. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. That's and good. so there was no, um, you know, bit of, uh, you know, they weren't upset. They weren't, uh, you know, disappointed. You know, I was more disappointed than me than they mm-hmm. were uh, 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 of me. And so, um, you know, that helped in the healing process okay. of knowing that I had, you know, my family was very supportive. Um, they knew the things that were going through. So, you know, on top of going through the divorce, we actually were going through COVID at the same time. So, oh. you, 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 <laughs> so I kind of got a little bit of a double whammy right. there of going through. But it's um, you know, that we we've talked several times about it, what it looks like, and you know, to hear my dad. I always tell people this: to hear my dad say he's proud of me. That's probably mm. the biggest compliment I can ever get, and to know that I I felt like I had this burden on me. The stigma on me, and to them to say, "No, I'm proud of you. I see you growing. I see the, the man that God is growing you to be." And so, I just want to let you know from from your father, from me being your father, I'm proud of you. I was like, well, "I'm good. <laughs> yeah, That's we're gonna great. be all right." That's so. great. And you didn't have any, you know, because I know you said you thought you would have that stigma, but mm-hmm. even in the church family, you didn't feel any of that, did you? Or I mean, or yeah, did no, you? I, I don't think I did. I think um, you know, just being close with individuals at church and just being there, you know, you you feel there there's a, a difference, you know, um, you know, when you have used to coming in with your significant other and being a part and being involved in church and now that is no longer. Now you have to learn a new normal. Um, you know, I know why, what that's why, like. Why, right. And so and <laughs> so a little different yeah, but it's, widow. Yeah, but can, it's kind of the same you thing. You can relate to it as far as, you know, like where what we normally sit at in church, what mm. we do at the church and what we knew do get prepared for church, you know, all of that changes. And so um I, I think that I had to go through a process of developing what that looks like for me going through the situation that I had to go through. And so um, you know, it was some it was some days I did not want to come to church. Um, it was some days where individuals asked me, you know, uh, where where my wife at the time was and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I don't really want to answer those questions. I don't feel right. like I want to. And so, um, you know, but through God's grace, 
uh, on me and on the people that, that we uh, worship with, you know, never felt any pressure to say anything about what was going on. I continue to feel the love to this day. Um, and I'm appreciative of my brothers and sisters in our church that just respect, you know, uh, the privacy that I needed mm -hmm. at the time. And when it was time for me to be able to be open and share, um, it was nothing but received with love. And so that's, that was a big hurdle to jump over because again that's that disappointment you feel like you failed right um and i've de been dealing with that a lot in my life um mm -hmm. being a junior that mm -hmm. is uh you know that's another side of it uh just being able to you know have my dad is this pinnacle of of, uh, of excellence right. and you know having to i don't say live in the shadow because he never put me there but also just being compared i'm his namesake and so right. when you carry that name you know a lot of responsibility goes into it and so you're adding that into like the disappointment mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, from my point of view, I could say to you, I didn't even realize you were going through a divorce. So that's the one thing I could say I really love about Bethel Temple Faith Churches. Ain't nobody gossiping. No. Because I didn't know, you know. I mean, you can speculate when you don't see right. people around, right, right, right. but nobody was going around saying, hey, right. that, you, you know, it was none of that. You know, and that's what I love about our church is that you don't have that. You don't have the people talking. So I didn't really know you were going through yeah. a divorce, honestly. And that's the thing that can hurt the church is that it really you know, can. we talk about that all the time is creating those silos, creating those parking lot preachers and mm -hmm. all that stuff like that. And so um, and at no time did I ever feel that way. Um, even when somebody would ask about the situation, you know, as time would continue to go on, I'd feel more comfortable talking about it, but I've never really been asked about it. And so this is really my first time really speaking about it very openly as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, just, I, and I think, and I think we kind of alluded to this a little bit when we started about why I wanted to do something like this, but it's just to let people know that there is life after the divorce. That's yes. exactly what we do here. Um, your life continues to go along and, um, and, and gets better and, and you get better and, and you find the things that you need to find. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So just kind of leading into that. So what would you tell another, you know, another man, a young, another guy, whether your age, because you did say you were 37. Yeah. I didn't realize you were that it, young. It. I ain't know you Black were that young, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I could all, no, not quite. I'm about to say I could almost be your mama, but almost. not quite. <laughs> almost, though. Uh, but what would you say to another guy that's going through divorce and, and tell him, like, how you overcame and what yeah. helped you? You know, um, even before we get to that, I would just echo the words of my bishop. You know, we're going to push play. I'm going to tell him to fight. Mm. Yeah, I'm just I'm a still a component of marriage. I'm still a believer of marriage. I'm still tell my brother that's going through it, fight for your marriage. Do what you need to do to fight for it. Um, because I believe in it, and that's just because I am a product of Bethel Temple Faith Church, and I, that's what Man. I believe in. And so, um, you know, uh, I think going through the process is you, you really have to dive deep into yourself and, and find is there something that is worth fighting for? Mm -hmm. And if both of the individuals in this situation can find something to fight for, then that, that's what makes it possible. Um, one of the things that, that Bishop, you know, really shared to me is that it, it takes two. Right. And so um, regardless of what you're going through, if you're doing all the fighting and the other person's not willing to fight, then you're fighting a losing battle. And so, right. um, you know, I think when you have identified that the fight is no longer there, then that's where you have to come into reality to say, okay, this this divorce is, this could be a possibility. You know, it starts in separation and, and going through that. And so... Um, I, I can 
openly say that that wasn't my desire. Um, but when the reality starts to set in, you really have to look at that because you, you want to fight. You want to fight till there's nothing else to fight with. And so, um, but then there's sometimes when that, that natural instinct kicks in. It's like, okay, like, hey, man, this, this is not, yeah, this is, this is it. You know, let's, um, let's start preparing for some other, for next steps. And so um, that's probably the toughest thing that you have to go through is like realizing that, oh, this really is going to end in a divorce. And what does that look like now for me, um, you know, being a divorcee? Mm. You know? mm. That's that's real good. That's real good, Dick and Nope. <laughs> that's real good, sir. So just because um, we we going to uh, kind of end, uh, not too quick, though, but we, we want to end because, see, I, I told you I might have some. Nah, you go with it. We might yeah. sneak you on in there. Um so you talked about marriage and you wanting and that being, you know, something you truly believe in. So if you were to go back into marriage, what would you do different? Man, I got a list. <laughs> but and it, and it, well, first I say all of the things I would do different revolve around me. Right. So um, we're going to take the other person that's yeah, involved that, in it, yeah. put it into the side because I can't do anything with that. No. Let's turn it on me. So um, a lot of things that I was able to learn about myself while going through a divorce was some of the things that I wasn't um, holding up to is my is my duty as a husband mm. when it comes to um, communicating. You know, whether that's uh, communicating when you are upset, when you're happy, when you're sad, being able to have the tough conversations and kiss, still keep your tone. Um, and so a person can hear you um, and just being open and being receptive with what you're going through today. I think uh, for me, I, I'm, I've been very private the majority of my life and I carried that into my marriage and that required a lot of things to, um, you know, wiggle its way in because when you're being private, that means you're not talking. When you're not talking, you know, anything can come in, in that space of where you're really supposed to be communicating. So. Um, I, I know that one thing that I want to be is a better communicator um, okay. of my feelings and my emotions when I'm going through. Um, so the person that's on the other end, they have a very transparent view of what and who I am. Um, so you don't have to guess. It's not a guessing game. Hey, today I'm really not feeling it. You know, let me figure out what I need to do. You know, and give me the space and time. We have you need to have those conversations because I need to have that same respect for the person on the other end. Um, and so, uh, definitely being a better communicator uh, uh, is something that I not only do I what I want to do in a marriage again, but I do it in my everyday life now. I'm, I'm a manager of a team, so I got to communicate with my team. And if I can communicate communicate with five people at my definitely. job, I definitely communicate with <laughs> this one person over here who uh, has what they say skin in the game. Right. <laughs> you know, these people right. like they they good, they work, they got their paycheck. But this person, you know, loves and cares for you, and so. That connection should hold out, even when the conversation may have to be a little tough. Maybe we have to, you know, hey, I don't really know if we should do this and that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that, I, I know that's that's probably on the top of my list of things that I want to do different. Is just be open and be a better communicator. Okay. So you have you tried? Have you? Yeah. Have I? Have, have you I, started putting it out? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So I um I am currently in a relationship with a nice young lady. Right, um, I'm gonna give her a shout. I'm just her first name, Brittany. <laughs> but no, she is. Um, yeah, she she. We we have really developed. We developed a really good friendship first, and um, that has blossomed into a relationship. Um, she knows all of me. She knows what I've been through. She knows 
the story um, and loves me for me. And so that's all that I've ever, ever prayed God for, is that the person that loves me, that he loved me for, for all of what I had. Everything that I got in my story, love me for that. For my faults, for my, me being stubborn, stubborn, for me being, you know, all the things that I am. Love that part of me too. And so um, I believe that those things are continuing to grow and develop um, in our relationship. And I'm just excited to see where God has us uh, going forward. Well, I'm excited too. <laughs> I'm ready to meet Miss Brittany. Yeah, she's visited the church a couple of times. Yeah, she, she, I think she, oh, I, I think missed that. Yeah, I think she might. She, I think she said she might come this this Sunday, mm. church anniversary. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. But I, I know she'll be there in October. Well, well, when she when she stand up, I well, got you. well, yeah, you gotta kind of wink and say that. I got you. Like, that's yeah, that's you gotta her. let me that's know. Her. That's her. She, she that's with me. Her. She with me. I'm excited <laughs> yeah. for you. I am excited for you. So you know, we're gonna wrap this up because you know we're gonna talk a little more in that's the it. after show. Um, but I appreciate you sharing. Yes. I appreciate you wanting to share because I know, as you said, divorce can be a stigma. Yes. And it's like that. You know, the the book, the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. It, it's I like that. Right yeah. Here. Right yeah. there yeah. on the chest. Well, I'm walking around. Everybody's <laughs> like, you, you, yeah, you divorced. You, you divorced. Like, right. right. And it kind of feels you feels like it puts you in a corner yeah. or kind of uh, pulls you away. Right from everybody, but I, I, I thank you for wanting to share. I thank you for um, just being transparent and, and understanding that, you know, it's not about the other person. It's always about you and, and putting the onus on what you did uh, for that relationship not to work, but then we just know what to do, you yes, know, sir. going forward. Yes, so thank you for sharing. And as always, we end in prayer here on uh, stops along the journey. So you are a deacon, yeah. so I'm gonna need you to uh, go ahead and just lead us okay. out in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this time spent with uh, Kendra Spirits here, God. I, I pray over um, all that uh, my sister is doing in this space, God. I pray that the airways receive everything that she is bringing forth, God, that, that healing, that uh, prosperity, that wealth is her portion, God. And I pray that this platform allow people to be able to share what life after means, God. So I thank you for um, just my sister Kelly Jackson for just her push to continue to be in your vein. I thank you for the platform that she's allowed to be able to share what life after divorce looks like in, in my view and I, I and I pray that you continue to uh, just be with her as she uh, continues to make stops along the journey. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 I pray this episode has encouraged and inspired you. Just remember stops, bumps, detours, etc. are only temporary. Be willing to share how you overcame to encourage and inspire others. Please like, subscribe, and share. And visit my website, TotalWealthDrip.com. Jesus loves you, and me too.